Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Walking Dead Fear, The Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 261. This is Russ, and joining with me are Aaron Newarth. Hey, And Daryl Taylor. I'm sorry, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Jim and Rich have the evening off um, due to various work and family commitments. Uh, So hopefully maybe next week we can all be be back together, as it were. For a happy fear family. That's right. But we will carry carry onward. So those are you expecting your Toby... Uh, reviews to be read by uh, the dulcet tones of Jim Dietz. Uh, I, I apologize this week. Uh, it'll have to wait till next week. I know. I could try to rub my voice really, really deep. Yeah. yeah. Maybe read a few. There, there fortunately weren't too many <laughs> Tobies this week. Yeah. So. Fortunately or unfortunately, I guess, right? Yeah. A uh, little bit of news that we'll start off with. Not too much. Uh, one of them is as season 10 is is in full swing of the main show. Uh, Michael Cudlitz is back on set, uh, this time behind the lens instead of in front of the lens. He's directing episode three, so he's, he's had some uh, photos and tweets and things like that going out with the cast, and everybody seems really happy, uh, him included. So that's cool. I look forward to uh, seeing what he can do. We've, you know, we've we've kind of had some of the actors take their turn at directing some of the episodes and. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how how it turns out for Mr. Cudlitz to see. I think turn. he actually, I think he did one last season. Did he do oh, one no, last season? Can, I believe I so. Let me, let me see. Director, make a. Line. Yeah, he did. He did a uh, uh, Stradivarius. Oh, that's right. Season. Yes, yes. That's right. I, I recently rewatched uh, Band of Brothers, and so he has a huge role mm, in Band yeah, of Brothers. Yeah. A very a much younger Michael Cutlets back in. Oh, I haven't watched that in two thousand two. Um, but yeah, so he was he was awesome in that uh, bull. He was awesome in in the in Band of Brothers, which I still I contend mean, is the greatest thing ever to put on television. It's it's a great series, that's for sure. You know, they they announced, speaking of HBO series produced by Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, they announced that they're bringing From Earth to the Moon to Blu-ray finally, which yes. I was actually pretty excited about. Yes. Oh. So that'll be good. Um and then the other bit of news I think Aaron you wanted to talk up talk about. Yeah, I got a uh, I got a press release email that I promptly posted on the uh, Facebook page. Uh, our Walking to TV podcast Facebook page about um wa- the Walking Dead Typhoon, which is an upcoming uh a hardcover novel um, that uh, set, sets the the Walking Dead universe tells a Walking Dead universe story in Asia, uh, which I thought was uh, quite intriguing. It's written by uh, Wesley Chu. Um, it says it's four hundred pages, and uh, yeah, it just uh, it goes over a story about two people, part of a a team scavenging for supplies that is in China. Uh, and we've you know we've talked about this on the show a lot as far as 
the potential for future spinoffs since they seem to be promoting the constant idea of there's going to be more Walking Dead shows. And it's like, well, wh- what else could we do or could they do that's, you know, interesting in this universe? And we've certainly suggested overseas as like a logical, a logical way to go, no matter how far the difficulty is of making Georgia look like somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although the, the MCU seems to do it. So I guess the Walking Dead could make that happen as well. But, not, um, not to get political, but nothing may be happening in Georgia. Yeah, that's also <laughs> true. The way things are going. So now uh, it might be the natural way to go. <laughs> everything may be finding a new home before too long. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this it comes out October uh, this year. This uh, the Walking Dead Typhoon novel. Uh, I'm sure people that are going to Comic Con probably have a chance to get it early. I remember when I went to Comic Con a while back, they had the the uh, the Governor like spinoff novel. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, yes. Which I got I got signed by Kirkman, which was like, oh cool, like I got this thing <laughs> that I, that I read like half of, um, <laughs> but, um, but I still have it, so I got that going. Yeah, I thought that was interesting as far as like, oh, that's cool. We can expand this universe in ways that aren't just like more of America, but see like how else the world is reacting to uh, this scenario that people are submerged in. Yeah, it ought to be interesting. I'm I'm curious to see. I I think and, you know, not to beat it at horse because we talked about in the past, but I really hope as as they continue to expand on this universe that we see more stories set outside of our comfort zone and to see uh-huh. things, you know, going on in, in other parts of the world, whether it's even if it's not shows, if it's, you know, things like this book or, or a comic yeah. spinoff or some of the video game stuff that they're, you know, they're, they're dipping their toes into. Uh, I mean, the video games is like the, the key, the best example, given that you've had, we've had the successful telltale series, which is very loosely connected to like, it only has maybe cameos from some of the people from like the comic book proper. So. If they could just do a game that actually, uh, uh, I mean, uh, other than the Telltale stuff, like nothing's really kind of hit. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so hopefully they Me- kind of figure it out. <laughs> meanwhile, like World War shooter. Z. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. World War Z has come out of nowhere. It's like we have a great game. It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> World War Z? You're back? <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw some footage of that. It's kind of like a uh, like Left for Dead kind of like thing. a Left for Dead, yeah, with yeah. a World War Z skin on top of it. It's like I'm intrigued by this, but it's like. That's a random property. I didn't expect to get a video game anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Um, so yeah, that's all the news uh, we really have to talk about. Um, I, get, I guess one of the things that Aaron and I were talking about before we started recording was the the production schedule for the rest of Fear. Um, and and I know before this season started, we talked about how depending on when it came back, it would pretty much have sixteen weeks between start to finish, and then you know, the main show would have to almost kick off the next week. Now they did when the Morgan thing happened, they did do finale kick off the other way. Like they, we had the finale of the main show and then fear on the same night. I guess maybe it's possible um, that they do it the other way. And the only reason I think there's any kind of break at all is because they mentioned that talking dead will be back for the final episode before the break, which to me says there's going to be a break. So, um, the only thing I can think of is maybe there'll be a couple, maybe two, three week break and they'll double up, maybe a double premiere night and then possibly maybe a, a finale premiere, you know, fear main show uh, thing going on. Cause there's not, there's not much time left between start and finish. And usually there's, there, you know, it's, it, it's almost like there's equal spacing between each of these half seasons uh, mm-hmm. going from generally. One to the next. Yeah. And we took to, to, to like, to clear it up a bit, we talked about this a lot when The Walking Dead proper was on, where 
we hadn't had a trailer or anything for fear until after the walking dead ended essentially yeah. so it's like yeah. wait when is the show coming back and how do they plan to fit an entire season assuming it's still 16 episodes within the amount of time before walking dead would presumably start back up again and now that you have preacher and the terror coming back even if they're not exactly on Sundays, like I'm just trying to figure out like when is fear of the walking dead supposed to wrap up, assuming it has 16 episodes at the same time. It seems like everyone's been very mum about how long this season of fear of the walking dead is. Yeah. So it's like, what's going on exactly over there? Which is funny because normally we get like Rick Grimes final season, you know, like mm-hmm. so-and-so is not coming, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's this long, you know, tale of, you know, who's, who's staying and who's going. And and then this show we just kind of get mum on on the most non spoilery basic uh, levels of detail as far as uh, you know when the show is is actually coming and going. So it's it's a little funny. Like, when's Comic Con? Like the final episode of this? When's Comic Con? July night, whatever around the nineteenth. So it's, it's probably like what the the eighteenth through the twenty first, I think, or uh, something. Okay, yeah, but, okay. And the twenty first is when the eighth episode of this season airs. So it'll be ending the same. So I'm, I'm assuming. Assuming there's, a, I believe there's panels. There's usually panels for Walking Dead if you're the Walking Dead that there'll be, there have to be some kind of announcement as far as what happens next, right? You would think, yeah. If not, right. uh, the, yeah, yeah. Thursday the 18th through the 21st. Yeah. yeah okay. So it'd be the same week that the the show is ending, at least this half of the season. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have a panel on Saturday that they, yeah, they normally show, they they just show them the episode there. Yeah, they've done that before. But they unrelated, but the coolest thing with Preacher was like they did a, they had a Preacher panel in its first season, and like the sixth episode was airing, and they just did a live script read of the of the episode, which was awesome. Like it, it was really cool. That's like cool. they had they had the whole cast members and like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were doing like the stage directions, and they just read the script of the whole episode that was going to air on that Sunday. So then we watched the episode on that Sunday. It was like this is re- it's really neat to like see it come to life after like hearing everything that take place. Yeah. Cool. All right. So Fear the Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 4, Skidmark, which, of course, is Skidmark the Cat, uh, which is a funny name for a cat, I must say. I'm not a cat guy. I'm not a cat person, but uh, but that's a funny name for a cat. I know. As long as Skidmark wasn't, like, a nickname for Salazar's underpants, I was pretty happy with how this episode yeah. went. As, as far as I know, it's the cat. <laughs> yeah, he he said it early on. It's like, okay, I, I I wiped my brow, and I was like, okay, good. We're already off on the right foot here. <laughs> Whether there's a double meaning to that, who who knows? Maybe maybe there's some story as to what he was doing when he named the cat. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess we'll we'll see. Um, but the episode starts out with Daniel. He's in his his warehouse. Uh, the he then he's out of the warehouse. Has the cat in a in a carrier. Takes the cat out. And he uses the cat as a distraction, like a way to kind of distract the walkers and comes up behind him and, and kills him. Uh, walks up to a store and uh, looks inside and there's there's a, a trap, a machine gun on it. It's kind of like, you know, almost like a Looney Tunes style. Like, here's a machine gun with a string tied to it attached to the door. Um, and so he, he kind of opens the door and the one Walker goes to walk out. And of course the machine gun goes off and, and shoots everything. Um, he kills the Walker and there's a, there's a car right outside. So he's able to, to, he takes the keys, but he's able to go inside now that the gun has gone, has gone off and, uh, and take all the stuff, like take all the stuff out of the, out of the store. 
Um, he goes back into his warehouse, and we see he he has one of those you know uh, you know peel a day calendars, and it and it's mm-hmm. October. So I don't I don't know what significance that has in 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 the grand scheme of things of us knowing that it's October. The only thing I can tell is. Although they're in Texas, I guess maybe winter is coming, so maybe that'll kind of complicate things with the with the they they seem to be doing a lot of weather stuff on fear between windstorms and tornadoes and yeah. or hurricanes and things like that. So I don't know, maybe winter will come into play. Maybe the White Walkers are coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The White Walkers. Winter is coming. That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> I, I do hope it plays a role because yeah, they did like spend a significant amount of time showing you that it's October twelfth. So it's like I, yeah. I, 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 at first I was like, is this like a birthday or something? Because we get a lot of like uh, sows are dealing with like Ophelia and Strand. So it's like, is is that like is, is he like thinking of her more because like this was like a day involving her or something? Or maybe we'll just come into factor you know later on in, in the in the season. But here's something yeah. funny: mm-hmm. October thirteenth, which is one of the days, is a Sunday. So maybe they were they were foreshadowing the return date of, <laughs> of the the Walking Show. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, so then we cut over and uh, Charlie, Strand, Wendell, and Sarah—they're all camped outside Daniel's warehouse place, and they they think, okay, well, we'll just wait till he leaves. We'll go in there and we'll we'll take the plane and uh, and you find out where he's going and. So they they all Charlie starts sneaking around. Uh, she sees him coming. She hides in his car. Daniel loads up a bunch of stuff and takes off. And it's it's kind of implied when he looks at the bl- the lumpy blanket that he knows something's up. And obviously mm-hmm. later in the show we'll find out that he totally knew something was going on. I, I love how basic their plan was like. Well, we'll just wait for him to leave and we'll take it. That, yeah, you know, no no problem there. This yeah. guy with sure. seemingly an assortment of ideas of how to protect himself that has been surviving on his own for the past couple of years. We can just go in when he's not there, right, guys? <laughs> like, Especially crazy. when he doesn't trust you because you've done things like this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And knowing Daniel's a man with a certain set of skills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's their plan. Um, Dil- so the, the Dylan was... was quote rescued uh, last episode so he's back at the base with Lucy Morgan and Alicia uh, Dylan tells him so they're they're obviously still all looking for Al they don't know where she's at Dylan tells them about a camp uh, that they they're they could go to and kind of leads them off in in the wrong direction you could tell he's lying like he's yeah he's very bad at it <laughs> yeah, yeah very bad but, every but, every time they cut to him by the way I kept thinking of um I, uh, Iron Man three when he when Tony's like giving an autograph to the kid and he's like I loved you in a Christmas story that's what yeah. I every yeah. time I saw this yeah. kid. <laughs> um, so then of course we cut we cut back to the main crew as they go and they they find the plane and that is the sketchiest looking airplane I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> like I'm looking at that thing going. Okay, even if the gauges were there, like there's no way this thing would fly. Like this thing looks, uh, th- this looks super sketchy. I mean, you know, it wasn't gonna give him like a G five. Like <laughs> it's gonna be no, insane. but I mean, it it just like it looked broken. <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it. Just... Sure, sure, but like I feel like we'd also be complaining. It's like that was one nice looking airplane he happened to have. They're really convenient. Like I think we'd have the same complaints the other direction. Too. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Touche, sir. <laughs> um, 
so of course Strand. Oh, it's funny because Strand looks at the plane. He's like, "Yep, this will work. We could get this to fly." <laughs> and I'm like, "Really?" And then he goes inside, and like half the gauges are missing, and he's like, "Wah wah!" Like, okay, this isn't gonna work. And of course, Strand's, Strand's optimism is very like, "This is not the Strand that we met in this show." He'd be like, "Oh, can't believe we got to go with this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So of course he looks at the wind at the windshield, and Daniel leaves a note that. That <laughs> basically says I was uh, I do what you were doing. Oh, and I, I have the kid with me. <laughs> um, so he totally he totally knows what's what's going on, uh, and knows about Charlie. Um, and then he mentions to, to, to so Daniel he says he didn't set the the or Daniel didn't set the traps. We we come to to learn that as well. Um, yeah, we kind of, we understand that, like it because he has a whole he he brings out a whole map like that yeah. has like him marking off a bunch of like areas he's inspected or whatnot. So I was yeah, like, well, he's just been the traps. Yeah. He's been busy. Yes, yes, he has been busy. Um, so then Luciana and Dylan have this whole conversation about the book, The Little Prince. Um, I'm sure that'll have some significance, especially because one of the episodes coming up in the future is called The Little Prince. So, so that's sure. that's been that's been Luciana's like running thing throughout this series, though, of her yes. having having that book and everything. So it's like, yeah. sure, sure, yeah. So uh, d- of course, while all this is going on, Luciana sends him back in to go get some uh, what's some. Uh, uh, electrical tape or duct tape, tape or yeah, tape. tape. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he takes that opportunity to pull out his, his walkie-talkie he's been conveniently hiding mm. and uh, tell Max and Annie that you know he hasn't given him up. He's, he's maintaining the lie. He sent uh, Alicia and, and Morgan off in the wrong direction. Um, and uh, while all this is going on, uh, Max and Annie come across while they're kind of hiding out setting up more i guess so they're setting up the the walker traps and some dude like go like they see in the distance some guy out there with like full military gear you know helmet pads the whole nine yards takes out a walker they hide from him and then he just like disappears it's almost like a horror movie it did it had a real like uh like old school halloween vibe to it yeah yeah or even like um the crazy very yeah carpenter or like romero's the crazies came to mind as far as like guy like military outfit dressed in like you know in a kind of quarantine like manner taking yes, things right. out on the street like yeah it was pretty pretty efficient in his uh his work there so we come back to charlie and daniel and uh he talks about how um these these traps are are, are set up and and he, he again, he mentions <clears throat> he's not the one setting them up, but he knows the person that did. And the reason was is like set up all these traps and protect the stuff in the shops so that people so that I, I guess as a way to just keep it distributed around. And then as uh, if people were trying to steal the stuff, it would you know basically it was it was a trap. And so now Daniel's trying to to basically get all the stuff but there's fewer and few pe- fewer people around so these traps are staying in place longer it's like getting more difficult to either throw the trap or come across somebody who's who's done the same um in order to to get past it um 
and then I, I like Charlie's conversation with Daniel where she, she she comes, she has this whole elaborate plan like, okay, this is how we're going to do this. We're going to go around the back. We're going to do this. We're going to, you know, hide behind, you know, the, the second row shelf. And then she talks about the artichoke. She's like, nobody ever takes the artichoke carts. So, like, there'll be artichoke carts in in, uh, in, mm-hmm. in there. I just, it was just funny. The, it's a nice detail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but the walkers are inside trapped in this thing and the gun is not facing the right way. So they can't, you know, Daniel's move, it seems is to throw the door open. And as they all walk out that it, that motion, it does the job for him. Yeah. yeah, Trips the gun, all the ammo gets expent, expent, and he's able to just kind of hit him one by one. Well, the gun's kind of flipped around and it goes off and ends up shooting the windows out of the door in, in the, in the front. And then the walkers get out. And then all, of course, all the noise and everything else. It just draws draws more. So their whole plan kind of goes to hell, and they end up, you know, heading for the car and just and just taken taken off. Um, we cut back to Morgan and Alicia, who finally get to the destination that Dylan pointed them to, and there's have nobody we, there. Have we pointed out that Dylan is played by Cooper Dodson, brother of Major Dodson? No, I didn't no. know that. I'm just seeing that now. I was like, "Wait, there's there's another Dodson on this show." Yeah, yeah. I think I, I remember hearing something about. Uh, I think it was mentioned in the group before. I can't I can't remember if we mentioned it on the show. Yeah. A lot of family business going on in The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, I imagine some of this is probably they're all probably like from Atlanta or oh no, uh-huh. well Texas. The, yeah, Major Dodson's from Texas. Oh, there so, you go. Major yeah, and Cooper. <laughs> yes. Um, so that makes sense. Um, so Dylan tells him like, Hey, he comes clean and says, Hey, I led you guys the wrong way. Max and Annie are in trouble. They need some help. Um, and then we cut back to Max and Annie. And this is one of those things in the walking dead where I'm just like, Oh, now's the time when they, when they try and quote, get away. And of Mm -hmm. course she falls. She falls backward and somehow sprains her ankle and then has yeah. trouble getting away. I knew it was coming. I'm just like, really? Yeah, you knew it. You knew it. It just it that seemed very lazy to me because I could it see if, if she like tripped over something while running, right? But the fact that she just literally fell backwards and then all of a sudden can't can't walk very well, I was like, okay, those two things don't. Anyway, it didn't seem like to to match up to me. So yeah, oh. like. What's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the it's a very big plot contrivance. It's like okay, I guess because at first I'm like oh, okay, you just dragged him away from those wires. Like now she's limping. <laughs> okay, yeah, what? yeah. Now that's a very horror movie trope right there. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's just the execute. And I don't even I've come to understand that that's what they do with this. It's mm-hmm. the um, it's the execution. I think that was a fail. Yeah. Uh, on that on that part because I wasn't even sure how she got hurt. I, was, I thought, yeah, did they need, bite you? Did they? Yeah, and given the number of them, I don't even think they needed to. Like, I don't think she would have even needed to sprain her ankle necessarily to kind of for them to to be mobbed like that. But whatever. No. Um. So Daniel and Charlie, or mainly Daniel, comes up with a plan to take care of the walkers. That his whole thing is he doesn't want to harm anybody. He wants to help people as well. And so he he decides, okay, we're just going to slow roll all the way back to my warehouse. The fences will hold. 
and then we'll literally just pick them off one at a time. Because because Charlie was like, well, why don't we just disperse them and or or do something? And she's like, he's like, they're getting too big. There's too many. There's a herd coming, and if we don't deal with them, they're going to go hurt somebody else. So Daniel, being very very noble, um, so of course they they decide to to do that, um, and uh, Sarah. <laughs> very colorfully basically says, yeah, we pretty much tore the fence down to make room to get the plane out. So there's a big old hole. <laughs> um, and then Daniel says, Hey, uh, ask Charlie if she knows how to drive. And Charlie's like, uh, sure. Yeah, I get, I guess so. Um, and she's like, okay, you take the car, you go back, you get your, you tell strand and you, you take the plane and go rescue your friends and I'll deal with the herd. I'll lead them away or whatever. And so uh, Daniel gets a, gets a whole strand and strands like, Hey, don't, don't like, don't punish me. Like don't sacrifice yourself as a punishment to me to say, Oh, I'm more noble than, than, than you are. Um, And he's still, you know, Daniel's still skeptical of strand, but I think he's starting to see it a little bit. Um, And, Strand and Daniel makes Strand all this conversation is going on over the radio. Daniel makes Strand tell him tell the group about what happened with Ophelia. Mm. Um, this was so good this, for me too because I was like, "Wait, what did <laughs> what did Strand do to Daniel?" <laughs> oh, you forgot? I I I, I remembered like I, I remember like he did he lured him along or something along those lines, and that it had to do with him not getting somewhere in time. I was like, yeah. "Wait, what?" the thing like because it's been it's been a season because he took you know, a minute with the misinformation like he yeah he, yeah he made him he ran him around and then it, it's been a minute and i you know i don't think all of us are exactly like man let's keep those fear of the walking dead details in mind all the time so just i just remember that detail because he lost his daughter i did like that was that was his major anger point was that he didn't get a chance because he, he, he didn't get a chance to talk to his daughter before she died i think yeah, that was yeah. the thing that really threw him yeah, and maybe a host of the show didn't watch the end of season three and doesn't didn't know any oh. of this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this is good information. To, you haven't to you didn't finished season three yet? I have not finished season three. No, oh. I was. I, I kind of plowed through to catch back up so I can get back on the show right. and in time to get to season four. And I couldn't get through the end of season three before season four started. And then once I started on season four. And then with the show and everything else, I I just didn't I just haven't gone back. Now I'd I'm say just, just like I, I'd say just watch point? that last episode just because there's a lot of crazy shit that happens at the end of season yeah. three as far as people that are supposedly killed and the events that take place. It's because yeah. I remember all that that was clear in my mind. I was like, wait, what is he punishing for? And I'm like, okay, no, there's yeah, something Daniel, else. Daniel has been almost dead so many times. Uh huh. Yeah. See, I didn't see him any of his season three stuff at all. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I, I I I at some point I'll go back and, and finish. Yeah, it. but I, I I did like the I, I, you know there was so much with the uh, with Charlie that's her name the little mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. that you could tell there was like they were kind of putting that in there with his daughter because he like he's such a good actor and the way he he could be hard but the way he looks at her you could tell he sees his daughter a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Let me ask you: Is Daniel the new Morgan? Hmm. Like, just kind of, you know, at first, kind of came and went, and 
went uh, and then now he's like back full time? Like, do we think? Good question. Do you think Daniel's going to be back full time, or do you think? I think he'll get them at least through this adventure. I yeah. Heard on the casting side, whether he's coming back as a full timer or if this was like a, you know, he's going to show up for three episodes kind of thing. You would think. I mean, they would. They've kind of, you know. I believe he's in the line. I believe he's in the the cast, like the main. Yeah, starring, I like, think roll he would call be. In, the, in the in the. I believe he is like in the main roll call of the credits. Like I think he's he's it's not like he's, a, he's not guest before, starring. He's, he was well, in it's the, funny. Yeah, because it's it's. He, I noticed that t- today when I, when I watched the episode today, he's before Daryl Mitchell. It's like mm-hmm. and it's like I think it's either featuring or special appearance. I think it's special appearance. And then and then it's like Daryl Mitchell and Mo Collins are yeah, like they keep getting that the, even. They keep getting the guest starring. Bid. Yeah, yeah. I would so. think they would be. I mean, yeah, you would think they would. Be but I mean, even then, that just comes down bit. to like con- that comes down to contract stuff. Sure. Yeah, it's less about the. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I just wonder. I mean, given the new cast that they've pulled into the show, and they've got some veteran actors and actresses, I just wonder if they've got the coin to to throw his way as well. Um, you know, bringing in, uh, bringing in some of the some of the characters that they have. I just mm-hmm. anyway, I, it's just something I thought about. I was like, it's kind of like Morgan, where he kind of, you know, he was he would you know he was there, and then mm-hmm. and then he wasn't, and then he was. So I guess we'll see. I um, hope so. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I like Ruben Blades a lot, and so I, I like his character. He just he kind of has a. Has an interesting way about him, uh, and and just just his mannerisms and everything else. He brings a. I mean, yes, I, I agree with all that. And like with him and Strand, I like that. I do like that tension between the two of them. That like yes. makes for it's a it's an interesting form of chemistry because it's like it's so heated, um, especially now when you have Strand in a different place in his life, and even Daniel's in a kind of different place in his life. Or you can see them have this kind of extra perspective on things while they also deal with each other. Mm-hmm. And given that we have so few original cast members, despite how maybe not favorably we look upon those early seasons, it's like these are nice familiar faces to kind of continue having on the show. In addition to the other characters, right. so it's like that's, I, I like preserving that kind of continuity regardless of how <laughs> uh, coincidental it might be that Daniel is a key factor in the plot right now. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> well, I think I, I like, I think what he brings to it, having these bunch of misfits be together and screwing up so much, right? Trying to be the the heroes of this world now. Having Daniel there, he's actually a person that has been trained in doing all this stuff. Yes. So I think it, it would it would help the show a little bit um, to have Daniel there to kind of be that guy that can actually help them to actually get some of this stuff done because none of them know how to do it. They don't know how to fly planes. They like they're just like bumbling around trying to get through it the best they can. But to have Daniel there, I think they need it. Like to have Daniel there to have him be, you know, to at least help their skill set a little bit. And I like that he's not, you know, they didn't go the Morgan approach where he's just this broken person now, right? Yeah. Like he's like he lost his daughter. Mm-hmm. He lost, you know, his quote family, you know, from the right. beginning of the show, the show, the first couple seasons. Sure. I, I like the fact that he's still a functional human being mm-hmm. uh, 
and yeah, because that's of, that's Daniel. Like that, sure. he's a survivor. And, and if you, like if, his you wife wa- said. if you watch the third season, Russ, I think yeah. you get a pretty good understanding of how Daniel was able to conduct himself even in the face of tragedy. He yeah. he became basically a boss in the third season. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a survivor. His, yeah. daughter, his yeah. wife said it. You know, like he he can survive at anything, and it, it's amazing how he came from just a dude with the barbershop mm-hmm. to being. The, yeah, to, and then they slowly unfolded that he is so much more. Like know, he he's, so he's, much. he's basically John Wick. Like, yes. Think about his yeah. past. Yes. Like he went from being John Wick to becoming the lonely barbershop or yeah. the the family man, and then that yeah. was taken away from him. But he's like, well, I've got to break the concrete, bring out my coins yeah. and guns again because yeah. everybody's going to hell. <laughs> and then he has that connection to Charlie too. Uh huh. Yeah. Where I could see that thing of. Well, let me hang out with him a little bit. Yeah, let me hang out with him a little bit more so they don't get her killed, at least. Mm-hmm. I still don't trust Strand completely that he's going to get himself together. Yeah. Let me let me, let me, me at least be there to, to help them out until. That's the good thing about that character. He can get you along and then leave cause he's, and then come back later. He's good, for, he's good with that. Uh, so, of course, we cut back to things looking dire for Max and Annie. And of course, Morgan and Alicia come and save the day. Like that was so heroic. I mean, it was so telegraphed. <laughs> yeah, I yes. was. I felt like I was like, did I did I zone out? Like, how did where did this situation go? <laughs> yeah, it happened so fast. Like, all right, yeah, sure. Her ankle hurts, but it's like, wait, now they're teamed. Like these things walk. Like, how hard is it to get away? <laughs> As we saw from Daniel, you know, slowly strolling yeah. down the avenue, with his boombox. Yeah, know. he's like crip walking on the street. Like they can't, <laughs> they can't get away from these things. It's such a right. It's such a it's such a crazy thing the way they do the like. In some cases, you can just easily walk yeah. away, and in other cases, it's like we can't do it. We yeah, trapped like the store, right? Like. They're they're banging on the glass and can't get out. But once yeah. the you know once it's shot, then they get through. And then in other episodes, they're able to yeah. you know take down you know barricades and doors and plate glass windows. And, and they, know, we're gonna have whatever. another scene where they get kind of fast out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. When they catch Ooh, up, all those yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are they running? What is it? Everybody becomes. Ash and Evil Dead One, where just bookshelves are falling on them constantly. <laughs> oh no, another heavy bookshelf! I can't get off me. Uh, so they come and save the day, uh, and then immediately, you know, they kind of have this. You, you don't know what's going on. You don't know where you are, uh, and immediately the Lord of the Flies come out, and they're I, completely exactly. It's at first I was like, oh please don't tell me you're not gonna do you're gonna do this thing and not answering again. Yes, yes. And then, um, and then the kids come. And then we find out all their parents are dead, and it sounds like right. so their parents were all killed, and they just decided to kind of just hole up in this area, just create a perimeter, and yeah, um, that's what it seems like, and just kind of stay. It's like, well, our parents left, and they all got killed, so let's let's all just. I, I like it. how they link it though to mm-hmm. to Morgan and what he went through. Yeah, when his wife was, you know, and then his son. I, I like that. I, I didn't even catch that, but they did it so quickly and so well. Yeah, if some like Rufio or Peter Pan comes out of this, though, I'm gonna—I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I <laughs> next week they, they come in and there's the guy on the throne sitting there. I, I'm ho- I was thinking, please don't let it be some like evil maniacal teenager, you mm-hmm. know, coming in to be the leader, and then we got to go through that, you know, where the kids are not that bad. If we, you know, they wind up having to kill Peter Pan to get the kids to. 
to stop being evil or some stupid thing like that. I'm glad they didn't do that. Where do we? Because where do, we, do you have any ideas where this is going? Yeah, I mean, speculation about that for sure. As far as like possibly being some kind of leader, I wouldn't be necessarily surprised. I just don't anticipate it. But it's like we already seem to have. We talked about this last week, Daryl, with you and, and Jim. That mm-hmm. there already seems to be a number of kind of villains on this season. Right. Um, so it's like, and we don't really know what's happening as far as the radiation stuff and everything. It's like, what's happening now with these kids? Like, what's the greater thing going on here? They're stacking a lot. They're stacking a lot on us. They are. They are. They're they're putting they're putting so many things together. But I think because I don't think I'm kind of glad they don't make it like the parent show where it's like it's always some big you know this this one dude who has this army coming to you know take everything over and you got to deal with this one big personality kind of thing i, I like this they're doing hi this. everybody hey 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 how are you Late doing rival, jim deets um it's it's almost the same problem. I don't mean to jump in here. I, I kind of get what you're talking about, Daryl. It's the same problem we have with the uh, the, the DC shows on the CW. Yeah, uh, the, the parent show has. You have to have one big bad a season. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like that one big bad over and over. Different facets of that big bad, different lackeys of that big bad, but still the one big bad all season. And that's what kind of the parent show did with the governor, the mm. terminus, blah blah blah. And then, like Aaron is saying, this is the opposite. There are like too many bad guys, and that you know they like either focus or condense it down. Um, have you guys talked about the helicopter thing? We're, like, we're not up to that yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, cool. Because that's what everything is. Everything I've read about this episode after I saw it was all about the the tying it to Rick and the helicopter and everything. No, there, we, so. we're we're with the kids getting almost eaten, and then oh yeah, right, come to save the day. Kids being, yeah. I thought this uh, was a Disney podcast. Wait a minute, I'm on the wrong one. You're on the wrong one. <laughs> you don't remember the Disney's the, the kids almost getting eaten in the uh, in the rescuers? That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. Or in uh, in uh, uh, the original Pinocchio, right? Yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, you turn them into donkeys and then they get eaten. Or they get swallowed by whales. <laughs> Oh, a wow. constant threat in Europe, by the way, back in the day, yeah, getting swallowed, swallowed by, by whales. whales. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, like what? Ha- what happened to your kid, O'Malley? Oh, swallowed by a whale. Oh. Hey, yours I thought, too. I thought for years as a kid that quicksand would be a much bigger problem when I became an adult too, because I saw right. it everywhere. everywhere. Yes, amnesia, amnesia, and quicksand. That's right. <laughs> do you guys watch Archer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do a good bit. It was the last season. Uh, the yeah, Danger the, Island. Yeah, Danger Island. They do a good bit with quicksand. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, so we go, we cut back to Strand and the crew, and there I like, uh, I like Sarah and and um, and her one liners, and uh, you could I I can definitely see where Mo Collins and her comedy background are probably <laughs> punching up the script some to give her some some cool dialogue oh, for sure. Oh, are you referring? Are we are we up to the scene with the the zombie soup? So yes. what you're talking about? Okay, yeah. soup, soup song. Get the label. That was great. Yes, yeah. Just it's stuff like that. Like yeah. you're coming in hot. So of course they come in and um, she, you know, she spins out the the SWAT truck and, and then uh, nothing. And then yeah, nothing. And then and then big big fail. Um, and then the zombies start to run. Yeah, I do. I do, like they did that over. And I was like. 
this setup is way too cool for this to work was my first yep. thought. It's like, what's going to go wrong here? Because yeah. they like, they're pulling up, you know, like swerve of the thing. And Daniel's there. It's like, this can't work right. And then they like keep pulling the thing. And it's like, okay. That's, I thought it was kind of cool. It was almost like a money and Falcon can't hit the hyperdrive kind of moment. Yeah, right? for like, sure. It's like, yeah. You, know, you think, Oh, it's going to go one way. And then it, you know, which would be a really <laughs> convenient way for them to, to solve the problem. And Which means it, another episode, you know, a couple episodes in, it, it'll be some either even more dire straits, and then it'll work. Yeah, yeah. you can build it up. And it'll be he'll, a hail he'll mary. Punch, he'll he'll punch the, yeah. the 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 roof or something, and, and she'll say, "Punch it, it Joey." Yeah, he'll kick it. Um, so yeah, so that didn't work. So now they're all in a bad spot, and of course, up comes Strand. Uh, in a truck carrying the airplane gets in the plane yeah and, and again again another one it's like oh well we're gonna get death by propeller so um, this is my thought now on this the second this came up i'm like i feel like this whole plane plot has been designed backwards where they started with <laughs> we want to have a bunch of walkers killed by plane propellers how can we do that and they worked every script out from that point it's like i feel remember, like that's how they did it at this point remember that cool scene in raiders of the lost ark <laughs> that but walkers figure it out. Figure it out. So of course they keep going and going and going. Guts everywhere. And then of course the is fun stuff. I like all of this. Like especially because it's so practical. Like just seeing and like cut the shots are like the windshield. It's getting bloody. They just the way they just disappear. Yeah, just blood. The the wide shots of just goop like flying in the air. Yeah. (laughs) I just kept thinking while this is happening, I'm like, okay, if they're trying to say at the end of this, he could still fly this damn plane and this doesn't like (laughs) blow up. I I think I'm going to just like, that's the moment where I just like go, I'm out. I'm done. That's it. (laughs) I can't take no more. Um, So, of course, as more and more come in, they kind of gum up the works. The the engines overheat. Now, this is this is I don't know if you guys notice this, but I notice this. So. As they're coming, the last group are coming up, mm-hmm. and the engine stalls out, and they and they stop. There's still quite a few walkers that are still out there. Yeah, I noticed. When that. they cut to the wide shot after the plane, you know, is dead, they're all gone. And I'm like, what I the thought, hell happened to like yeah. the 15 or 20 that were still like walking towards it? Like they're I just gone. They had, they're not there. I kept thinking, oh, okay, now they they got it down to a good number. Now they can kind of. Yeah. Start killing them. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope. They're all gone. Yeah, it was a time cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just was very yeah. jarring. There's a lot to of me. montage in this episode already. It was just, yeah. you know. Didn't but it time. didn't even seem like that. It was just, it was a, it was an immediate cut. Like, I don't know. It just, it. Well, what you had missed is when there was a Daniel scene. He came out. He <laughs> killed a whole bunch. He was doing all his, you know, crazy killing thing. And then a, a helicopter flew by and a bunch of them hid from that. So that's why you couldn't see them. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, but then Daniel goes up to Strand. He goes, I'm not going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> I thought he was going to shoot him in the foot or something. I, I thought for a minute, funny. I thought he was going to That'd be funny. That. That'd have been funny. Yeah. Um, so, of course, Mac, we cut back to Max and Annie. Um, and they're convinced to let Morgan and Alicia go. That they're, they're able to convince them, like, hey, look, we're, let, us, let us help you. Let's, let's figure this out. Um, then we cut back to the warehouse and, um, and Daniel kind of tells him like, Hey, you're welcome to have anything here except this cigar. Now was the cigar something that like, he said, 
uh, somebody uh, somebody had told him to save it for when things got better. Right. Was that in? Did I miss that from season three when he showed up last? Like or. I don't know. I, I was thinking I, I didn't or, give him that once. Or was or... that when they were living in that fancy Mexican hotel. house? Like in Oh, way back then. Um, yeah, like season two? I was trying to think that it had did, some, some did, kind what, of... did did he get it then and I forget who was it the drug kingpin or whatever that oh it was what's his face? Uh the guy who owned the dam. The Grace Yeah, Strands. Uh, Strands uh boyfriend. Love interest. Yeah. Uh, the, the Grace the Scott. Gary right? Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think. Did he get it then? I, I can't remember. Like See, I really I, had I, to think about it. When I, I saw this remember. scene, I thought it was a callback to something else, but I couldn't remember to what. You yeah. Know? Somebody will tell us. I'm sure. Yeah, somebody will do it. We have great listeners like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, he says, he says, except for this, he puts it back in the little humidor thing um, mm. and, you know, says, I got some, I have some things to take care of. Um it was kind of like like real open. Like obviously he's going to be back. He put the scar back in the humidor and left, so he's coming mm-hmm. back for that. The, the crew are kind of are at this point are kind of stuck. Yeah, um, it makes you feel like how a, far did they fly? That, I keep thinking too. I'm like, okay, even if they flew, I don't know, three, four hundred yeah. miles, we're only talking like a six or eight hour drive. Like, like uh, you have no gas, can y'all get in the truck and maybe? Just drive over. Yeah, the whole thing seemed. I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine inexperienced people flying in a plane, not knowing what the hell they're doing, going right. like literally cross country. Because they make it seem like even with the cars, they there's no way they can get to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at the cigar thing. It seems like there's a lot of theories that it's one of Abraham's cigars, and Salazar knows Abraham. Oh, and there's a, there's even a screenshot of Abraham with the with a bunch of those same cigars. He does have cigars. You know what? That we know be, he came through Texas. That would mm-hmm. be a good connection. So it'd be Although like they were yeah. down in Galveston, I think, at one point. Russ, these details. I know. <laughs> as we as we all know, things people are just faster in the Walking Dead universe. True, they, can, true. they can make the they could go downstate a little bit and then come right back up again. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be Texas isn't know. that big. <laughs> no, I, I've always told you the joke, right? Like when you when you're coming in from when you're coming in from the Louisiana side into Texas, like when you cross through Orange mm-hmm. and you you cross the border, and it and the the sign says El Paso, eight hundred and thirty four miles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you drive twelve hours and you're still in the same state. I was going to say, the only two states that took me all day to drive through were Texas and Montana. Yeah. Because I went from, uh, you know, from uh, east to western Montana. It took me a whole day. Same with Texas. Yeah. Yeah, it's like driving through Jersey. Ooh. Yeah. I... Just like that. It's just forever. like that. Exactly. You know what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Reading a bit more into this, it says Fear has already referenced Abe and, and uh, Eugene in season four with a videotape uh, that, that Al's right. character has yes. that says Abe slash uh-huh. Doctor. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose a, a flashback could happen that could show, or even one of the tapes, I guess, that could show like him on there or something, and, or a flashback with Daniel and Abraham meeting up at some point. That'd be cool. Swearing yeah, at cool. each other. <laughs> yeah. Mounting right. a fire engine. <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, so Daniel has some business to take care of and leaves. The the crew is going to stay in his little warehouse full of of supplies. Um, Lucy, you know, now that they got the tower back up, she's able to communicate on the radio and gets the bad news about the plane not being, you know, they had to go save somebody else. Right. And the plane was damaged and, you know, oh, we'll find a way to get to get you back. Um, yeah. And, and the Louisiana had won the heart of the children. Yes. And now the one thing when they talk about the kid, Dylan comes up and he's like, hey, what if we just fix the plane? Kind of like if you know, yeah, well, he the, said the that. And I'm sitting there like, what? So what is this, Flight of the Phoenix? Now? I was about to say Flight of the Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, I did. I would thought like, is she just gonna build the plane? Is she just gonna fix the thing? We'll just like, if they're gonna Gilligan's Island this thing and like grab some coconuts and some leaves and shit and <laughs> and, pl- and and rebuild a plane. Like, okay, that's with a bridge one too arm far for me. With one arm at that. Richard, Richard Dean yeah. Anderson comes over the hill and his pickup no. truck full of tools. <laughs> She saves the day, flying one-handed with the plane. I need three paper clips and a gum wrapper. <laughs> Her and the little boy, they're just they're the co-pilot, just flying the plane. And given that the future episode is actually called The Little Prince, I'm, like, seriously nervous about the fact that... The <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it's try. actually, now that you say that, yeah, but it's definitely going to be that plane. <laughs> no question. Uh, they're going to have a little paper mache ramp and everything, and they're like, fly! And yeah. I... I, again, I don't mean to pick pick this with reality, but like because Texas is so big, there are a lot of uh, private aircraft, like a lot of Cessnas, like the the most uh, like like pri- privately owned uh, small aircraft I've ever seen were in Texas and Alaska because they were so big and it was easier to get around that way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's so, tons of so like there's... this is the only plane they can find <laughs> in, in all of Texas. Yeah, there are wow. tons of regional yeah. airports everywhere. Yes, exactly. And they all have small planes. Yeah, kid. right, exactly. I know that little kid would be like, oh, there's a million walkers. Can't you just build a big gun to just go. shoot them all? That's a great idea. Why haven't you written this episode? I'm saying. <laughs> Here's another question that I was thinking about. Um, when the herd comes, can there be that many people in these areas at this point for there to even be herds? Like, I'm trying to think of, like, population. And Understandably, I have to stretch my level of disbelief, but I'm thinking, like, where are all these people keep coming from? At some point, there has to, like, not be well, many zombies a anymore, bus right? That they well, I mean, that depends, you know, geogra- depends which way they migrated, right? I mean, Houston has, the greater Houston area <clears throat> has, what, 10 million people, 8 million people, something like that? And there are not enough people killing them at all. Like, there's no one, to, you know, no one really killing them. I suppose, them like yeah. That. It's just Daniel. And think and about it. <laughs> Fair. I-10 West is an evacuation route, so. All right. They lay dormant until they, you know, smell food. Yeah, but the much, yeah, they, they much, sat the winter out. But, but much like my beloved uh, Pennsylvania, there are wide stretches of nothing. All through oh, Texas, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you get west of <laughs> sure. San Antonio, yeah. It's like driving on the moon in some places. Yeah, it's like, oh. it's pretty barren. I mean, there, yeah. as somebody who often drove between just east of San Antonio and Houston, sometimes, you know, every weekend for months and months on end. That's what, uh, 400, 500 miles? No, 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 no. Oh, I thought it was... No. Houston to San Antonio is 180, um, and it's oh. about the same to Austin. Houston to Austin, Houston to San Antonio, you know, just kind of flip a coin as to which one's further. Oh, um, yeah. It, they're all about three hours. By car, it's about three hours. So right. But yeah, there's big stretches where there ain't much in between. I mean, you know, 
I ten runs the whole the whole length, but uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of very small towns. Right. Um, okay, so then we cut. And <laughs> this has been the Texas Geography Minute. <laughs> and now, well, now, you know. now, now Russ gets his check from the Texas Geography yeah. Board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. now you know. Um, as I've mentioned before, they they film a lot of this around areas where I used to commute between like work and and home. So uh, a lot of familiar sites. Um. So we cut back to Annie and, and their group. All of a sudden. Uh, Max hears what sounds like a helicopter. Tells them all to hit the hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all drop down. We see the helicopter overhead. It has the same like three symbol, almost uh, biohazard looking yeah. thing mm-hmm. on it. Which I thought probably. bullets were coming. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I did not think it was going to be. They had to drop down for a helicopter. Yeah, I guess they want to make sure they don't. Maybe the last, maybe the, or the last time they came, they were bullets. Right. Yeah. So obviously the helicopter, you know, kind of hovers a little bit and then takes off, and so they think it's because they um, have what they 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 have what they needed. So I'm I think the assumption now is that Al was on the helicopter and, or is at least within the group that's responsible for said right. helicopter. Yeah. Right. And, and of course, you know, like Jim alluded to earlier. I think this has been confirmed. Like this is the same outfit that um, that took Rick and put him on the helicopter. So conceivably, this is the whole like um, you know a one and a two, you know an alpha and a beta or an alpha, you know whatever, right. that, um, you know kind of kind of that they're they're looking for. So they so. can all team up together. Yeah. Well, yeah, they gotta put the White Walker thread. Winter's coming, Daryl, as we established earlier. That's on right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get gotta get some ones. Two's yeah. up in the or so you think Charlie Charlie's going to get the last hit? We need some W's. We need some W's, yeah. buddy. Yeah, right, we don't have right. nearly enough dragon glass either. I, <laughs> I want the Charlie scene of her jumping in the air with the blade. Heck yeah. Yes. Plus, like Thanos and Galactus are right out there waiting too. So you know, yeah. we got all kinds of problems. We can do this together. <laughs> no Walker's no problem. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Alicia and Morgan fighting over who gets to sacrifice himself for the soul stone. No, I can die. <laughs> no, I can die for the team. And Wendell the Broken will become king of them all. So that's right. He took my staff away. There's nothing left for me to live for. Nothing left for me. I got nowhere else to go. I got no more staff. I thought it was a cool way to end it. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I didn't see it coming. That was for sure. Just like boom, done. Um. Now what do we do? Yeah. I like how Alicia was like, "What was that?" Did you forget what helicopters were, or you just want yeah. to know what is going on? That all of a sudden it's a helicopter. Shiny Which bird one is sky? It? You guys are here because of the plane, so I mean, I'm saying because yeah. she just reacted so crazy, like she'd never seen it before. Like, what was that? It's just priceless. So that's Skidmark, yeah. season five, episode four. Not enough cat, if I had to say so. I'm saying, I'd like, if the cat was, was flying the cat the helicopter, was it would have been, you know. Yeah, if it was flying the helicopter, that'd be especially great. You, would, you, would, think, you think, I mean, Toonsis the flying cat. Yeah. <laughs> Name the episode after him, you'd think it would be a little more about him. Just you thought, so. you'd think, right? You'd think. He had his time to shine in the beginning. Yeah. I guess. I thought he'd be the Hail Mary save the day thing, like the cat. It was, was no goose, uh, that's for sure. No. Nah. 
<laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> All right. But before we get to our Toby ratings for this episode, this episode of Fear the Walking Dead TV podcast is sponsored by DCB Service. That's DCBService.com and their sister site in stock trades.com. Um, we're getting towards the end of, end of the month. So get your June orders in, but if you just don't happen to get it before the end of June, don't worry. They'll take late orders. So if you're in the beginning of July, um, you know, first few days, and you're like, oh, crap, I forgot my, my June order. Don't worry. You can put it in. It'll be okay. Um, lots of great specials to take advantage of uh, this month. And then always uh, head over to InStock Trades for fabulous savings on uh, specifically DC and Marvel. They get they get pretty steep discounts on the uh, DC and Marvel trades and uh, and hardcovers over there, um, but as we mentioned before, as the, we're gearing up towards the main show coming back, if you want to get caught up on the comics, especially um, there's been some spoilery stuff that's out there on the webs that I've tried desperately to stay away from. So if you want to try and get caught up on the on the comics, so you don't get spoiled like is want to do on the internet, um, you can catch up for a cheap price on all of the trades um, or hardcovers or omnibus or compendium or however you. Uh, would like to read The Walking Dead proper, um, you can head on over to InStock Trades and stock up. But wait, Russ, it's not only great prices on comics and graphic novels. <laughs> no. No, it's not. They also have statues. They have action figures. They have clothing. They have collectibles. They have gaming supplies if you're a D&D geek like me. They have all kinds of great stuff. If you're hitting the cons this summer, you know, con season is well underway now. Or if you're headed to San Diego this year or whatever, and you want to look your best among your uh, your geeky peers, this is where you want to go. Because not only do they get the cool stuff, you get it for 20, 30, 40, 50% off sometimes. And they're a family-owned business. They're a small business. You know, it's not, not you're not ordering from some faceless box, giant box corporation. You're actually, you know, supporting a small business, which is awesome. I'm looking at this mask here. I might get this for my daughter. She'd probably think it was cool. It's the Wasp from uh, the MCU. And it's a mask of the wasp, and it comes with a small version of Ant-Man to sit on your shoulder. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think my daughter would probably like that. That's 25% off uh, price. And that's just something random I picked off the site. You know, go to dcbservice.com and uh, get the best deal on the best stuff. Excellent. Thank you. And we thank DCB Service for their continued support of the podcast all these many years. Um, so... Buster or Buster, Toby ratings. Jim, since you came in late, I'll let you go first. I like this episode, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you for a few reasons. First of all, I love the airplane uh, chop chop goofiness. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> Zombie soup. Yeah, yeah airplane uh, chop chop goofiness is pretty good, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, soup's on, bring a label. I thought that was great. Like the moment of the show for me. Um, it's really fun. Um, you know, I didn't really have too many problems with this episode. I love Ruben Blades. I, I think he's a really like underrated actor. He's been in like a lot of like solid movies over the years, and uh, I think he's a, a better actor than people give him credit for. And I really, more Daniel is always good by me. So um, I'll give this episode a uh, what a four, four out of five. Aaron, um. I guess four. Like I had a like. I'm trying to think of like what did I like about this? What did I think of this episode in terms of a number? Uh, I was the, between like three and a half and a four. Was like I did enjoy watching this the whole way through. The the only thing was like yeah, when the the one girl like fell down and 
like her ankle <laughs> twisted all the sudden. I was like, okay, that's a little like whatever. But yeah, I, like the Dan- yeah. I like the Daniel Strand stuff. Like that's always solid to me. So it's like that's there's a lot there where I'm like, I'm into this. I like being reminded of the things that I forgot about as far as their relationship with each other. Um, the plane thing was obviously awesome. Um, and I mean, yeah, as far, like, like last week, I, I think I liked more just because it felt even more closed off as far as an episode of fear of the walking dead goes, but this is still another one where it's like, you can just pop into the show and kind of get it without having to have too much context about the entire series. So I like that. I like that. There's, a bit more kind of one shotness going on with this season. So yeah, strong four out of four out of uh, Toby's Daryl. Uh, yeah, I, I really did enjoy it. Like there's so much, uh, having Daniel, uh, connect with Charlie. I didn't even think that would be a thing, but it makes sense with his daughter. It, um, Luciana connecting with, uh, the other, the other kid. I can't think of his name right now. But uh, they had a nice little connection as well. And, Dylan, yeah, Dylan, yeah, that was a cool thing. And I mean, just the just the overall uh, way the the story unfolded. I mean, it it just it flow. This season really flowed well for me. Like I like I there was no, I didn't have issue really with anything major, uh, and it was really entertaining. So I, I go with a four. It was it was really good. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. Four as well. I, for all the reasons you guys stated, I, the you know the the airplane cuisine art was was really, was really cool, um, and the and the strand. I really like the strand and Charlie stuff. I think even more so than the strand uh, than the strand and Daniel stuff. Um, the uh, Charlie and Daniel stuff as opposed to the strand and Daniel stuff. Um, but all but all good all good character moments. Um, and yeah, just the the few flaws that we we had, and I, I like you know. The ending too, like that—that that just kind of hard cut uh, <clears throat> on the end in the middle of something going on. I thought was cool. Yeah. So, yeah, four for me as well. I liked it. So, what did our Facebook family say on the Facebook page over on the Facebook? Well, we were a few. Uh, we're kind of light on Toby uh, um, uh, entries this week. Did you guys go over the little bit of news, by the way? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, okay, the Walking Dead Nation and all that other stuff. Um, uh, we only got a, a couple, and one, of course, is our stalwart uh, companion, Richard. And I want to explain this for Charlie Messing because it's something he said. Uh, Richard's uh, name on Facebook used to be Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's why I referred to him that way. I, I didn't want to take away his title or, um, you know, whatever that is. So I don't want to take that mystique away from him. It'd so be illegal. What, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, especially, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I do not want to cause an international incident, especially... Seeing as he's a citizen of the UK, you know, yeah, yeah, they have enough trouble going on with the Brexits and whatnot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I say Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, that's his, you know, nom de plume, his nom de guerre, as it were, his alter ego. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make that clear because I might say it really fast sometimes because sometimes I'll have a lot more uh, you know, um, comments in this. But this week, uh, Richard Charrington, I also call him the Marathon Man because he runs marathons, and I. I wish I could. Uh, four I Am Legend openings, but with a cat out of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, strong episode. Glad to see Daniel back in this season. As soon as Strand ran to the plane, I knew the walkers would be propeller gunk. Um, interesting to see where they take the helicopter story, but surely we can't see Rick Grimes or Jadis appear in fear. Or can we? 
dun 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 and then Charlie was asking about the chopper thing and then Brent Jones one this is getting harder for me to keep watching out of five mm-hmm. huh. I don't know the reason just doesn't make sense to me we have to help people at all costs is dumb oh I guess I guess Superman is dumb um, oh. the only reason I haven't walked away is to see how it all ties together at Rick's Bridge I hope it improves but I doubt it will and those are the only Tobys we got this week, unfortunately. Wow. Um, but if you uh, tune in to this podcast, by all means, please uh, join the Facebook group and drop your uh, thoughts, criticisms, critiques, and hot takes, dank memes, whatever you got, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. Uh, it's Walking Dead, or Facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. Like I said, the hottest takes and the dankest of memes. That's what we're all about here. Uh, but but yeah, and every week you can uh, you can chime in with your Toby rating on uh, each episode of both Fear. Well, Toby's for Fear, and then uh, of course the Buster's for the Parent Show. Welcome down. Oh, I saw the Dead Don't Die. By the way. Oh yeah, I, it was really fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. I I, I recommend it to people, fans of quirky humor and zombie movies. Cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening uh, to the show. Uh, and you can find the other hosts at various places. Aaron, where can people find your stuff? I am all over the Internet. I co-host a podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe, with my friend Abe. We talk about the weekly movie releases, and we also do a commentary track every month, which is always a lot of fun. Jim has been on several of those. And, of course, you guys have been on various episodes of the podcast as well. Daryl, we ought to get you back on at some point. It's been a yeah, while since Justin's been yeah, let me know. Um, we got some comic book stuff coming up. Um, I could do other stuff. I know. <laughs> I like pigeonholing people. It's easier for me to plan. Oh. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get you back on soon enough for sure. Uh, but yeah, that podcast, that's everywhere you can find podcasts. Um, I also write movie reviews um, over at WeLiveEntertainment.com. Um, I'll be writing about Preacher as soon as that comes back as well in August. And uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Daryl? Uh, yeah, you can check me out on uh, the Twitters at the Voice One Two Three. Look me up on Facebook uh, under my name, regular. Um, and I'm going to host a podcast, uh, one with Russ, which is uh, Gotham by Geeks, uh, Batman oriented podcast, and one with Jim, which is uh, Nothing's On, which is a TV and movie podcast. Uh, uh, so you can check me out on those. You can just look up Taylor Network. Uh, feeds on either Spotify, iTunes, or just go to the website, the uh, Network Podcast, and you can check it there. Jim? Check out uh, Nothing's On at the Taylor Network Podcast, the most electrifying <laughs> podcast in the galaxy. Uh, no, we've had a, a really stream of good episodes lately. Yes. I, I think, anyway. And uh, Nothing's On from Taylor Network Podcast. You got uh, oldmagicgaming.com. The, the site itself is having a relaunch, but you can still keep uh, current on iTunes if you look up Old Magic Gaming, or if you go to SoundCloud, we're also on there, Old Magic Gaming. Uh, check out our playlist. We're still publishing podcasts. We're just trying to get a refresh. We're about to launch a YouTube channel and a bunch of other stuff. So keep on the lookout. Keep us in your, you know, keep checking out oldmagicgaming.com. Pretty soon we're going to have all that up. And uh, you can w- follow me on Twitter at Yoda Jones. Excellent. And you can find my stuff here at hhwld.com, as well as the aforementioned Gotham by Geeks podcast with Mr. Taylor. I want to call it here, though. We are definitely going to be doing a podcast on the Watchmen miniseries from HBO. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Even yes, if we even if I have to do that myself, oh. that is going to happen. So we will make it happen. Yes. We will make it happen. Even yeah. if it is the most terrible show of all time, <laughs> and we have to claw our eyes out after the first episode, we will still do the podcast. Wow. When does that start? Is it September or October? Sometime uh, this fall. I don't think they've. Yeah, they not, yeah, yeah, I don't see a date. I, I would say we could do an episode as a primer on Doomsday Clock, but uh, I think <laughs> the Watchmen show will probably air uh, through its entirety before before Doomsday, before Doomsday Clock. Clock will finish out. I have to. I'd also have to catch up completely on Doomsday Clock. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they probably. That's aren't. right. It's been long enough. I I pretty much need to reread it from the beginning. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for whatever hardcover comes out or something. That I can wise. Wise yeah, answer. it's the best that's, thing to do. It's yeah. funny because I have the single digital issues, but I haven't read it yet. I've been waiting for the whole thing to come out to read it in one, one piece. So. That's what I did. And, then, and, the, and the TV miniseries is its own animal. It's not based yeah, on Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that. I might write about that, too. Actually, that's a, that might be a good thing for me to jump onto as far as TV stuff goes. Cool. Anyway. Just wanted to Continue on our namesake and our legacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring it all back to where we began. All right, anybody got closer? When there's until, no, until there's yeah, when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk walk the earth. Remember, sometimes the skin mark is bad. Other times, just a cat. <laughs> Are you just gonna sit there like a turd in a toilet? 